All right, matters of the heart. We're talking all things of the heart at the moment. Um, I love the heart. I am, I am, uh, what's the best word to say? I am, I am a talented suppressor of my emotions and feelings. I remember when I did internship, Pastor Kathy, stand up Pastor Kathy, wherever you are. This is Pastor Kathy. And uh, for those of you who don't know Pastor Kathy, she is very in tune with her emotions and her heart. And we would have supervisors meetings and she would cry and I would awkwardly just sit there not knowing what to do. <laughs> uh, eventually she cracked me and I shed a tear or two. <laughs> and then they gave me to Pastor Marisa. And she's all about the heart and my heart with God. And I resisted that as well, suppressed that as well. And then eventually uh, I came to the program and uh, God did what she knew needed to be done in my heart. And I'm grateful for her. Um, <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says this. Above all else, guard your heart from everything, for everything you do flows from it. The condition of my heart, the condition of your heart, determines the quality and the direction of your life. Uh, life isn't about what's happening on the inside of us. Life, uh, sorry, life isn't what isn't what happening on the outside. It's what's happening on the inside and flowing onto the outside. I have known people in exactly the same situation, but have two very different responses to that situation because of what's happening on the inside of them. Some people who have battled for whatever reason uh, can go to defeat while others can rise up in strength. Why? Because of what is in their heart. I like to think of it like this, a feeling or a thought in our heart that sits there long enough will start to become a physical expression in our life, and then if we do that physical expression, whether it's healthy or wrong enough, it will become a habit in our life, and if that habit sits in our life long enough, it will become a part of who we are, our character. And then our character will actually determine our destiny. So it's important for all of us to understand, even if you are a, a really good suppressor like me, that the heart, God is interested in our hearts. And God wants us to deal with our hearts and the issues in our heart. Um, Pastor Sean shared this morning and last week that we are three things. We are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. And uh, I think we've got a slide for that. There we go. Spirit, soul, and body. And when we invite Jesus into our life, next slide. Uh, not that one. That one. Uh, we get a new spirit. We get a born-again spirit. I remember I walked into the doors of this church 16 years ago. 
I didn't go to church. I wouldn't say I was a Christian. I really didn't know what I believed about the, the afterlife. But I walked into the doors of this church, and I remember feeling uh, absolute love and acceptance from people. But there came a moment during the service, and that moment was to invite God into my life. And that's what that moment is. When we invite God into our life, our spirit comes alive and it connects with God. And I remember that moment when my spirit came alive. I will never forget it. It, is one, it was one of the most defining moments of my life where I sat in my seat and I just remember just feeling God's love. One, I felt God, which I'd never felt before. The second thing was I just felt this love just being poured out over me. It's like God had this bucket, and it was like, here's some love. Filled up the bucket with more love. Here's some more. And, uh, and I just, it was an encounter that I could not deny. It was an encounter that changed my world forever. And I knew God was real, and I knew He had something for my life. And I want to encourage you today, if you don't have a relationship with God, I just want to say, don't leave this place without stepping in a relationship with Him because it will change your life forever. And then, sorry, keep that next slide up. And then this whole series, go back to the one before then, perhaps, see how we go. There we go, there we go. And then we come to what this whole series is about, which is our inner man, uh, which is our spirit and our soul, everything that goes on in that. And how do we keep that healthy? How do we keep that strong? So not just so we can have a fat life, but so we can actually step into all that God has for us and all that God wants for our life. God wants good things for you, but things that can sabotage it actually lie in our heart. So this is what this series is all about. Um, and then there's the body. Now, there's a lot of banter going on around at the moment, uh, around the language of the body. Uh, we've got some units uh, in, in the church and some tanks. Uh, Zach Short, you're a unit. Stand up, Zach. Stand up, Zach. Come on. <laughs> I've been declaring in faith that I'm a unit, but then I see Zach Sunday night and I realize I'm very much not a unit. Um, Dan Bowman is definitely a unit. Uh, stand up, Dan Bowman. Come on, give us a flex, Dan. Give us a flex. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> Behave. Now, roughly two years ago, I realized uh, it was just before our little girl was born, and uh, some people were making some little digs at me. Um, they were saying some things about my physical body. They're like, oh, you're working on your dad bod already, as I see. <laughs> Talk about things that hurt your heart. Uh, and uh, look, I'm not going to lie. Oh, thank you, Neil. Let's give it, you give us a flex, Neil. Give us a flex. Yay! Come on. 
Now I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, people are teasing me about having a dad bod. And I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed, I was, in, I, I was enjoying married life and my wife's an amazing cook and uh, I maybe had let myself go a little bit. <laughs> but I decided that I needed to change the direction of my physical health. And so I did this wonderful thing. Well, I, I, I'm still figuring it out, but um, I, I joined a fitness group. A fitness group. Now, I've got a before and after shot just to, just to show everybody. Come on. Come on. All right, you can take that down now. You can take it down now. Thank you, Mr. Media Person. Um, I wanted to show you the shots that much. You can leave it up after the service. Go nuts. Um, anyway, when I started this fitness group, it, it, was, it wasn't a pretty moment. It wasn't pretty. I, I joined this fitness group, and uh, what, two things usually happened when I did the fitness group or my fitness session. One, I didn't finish the session, and two, I usually ended up in the garden at the park heaving um, because... I couldn't keep up, and uh, that, that went on for a little while, and I would come home, I would come home, and I would be so spent, I would just sit in the shower uh, and heave a little bit more, and then Shekinah would come in, she'd go, you're all right, and then laugh and walk off or something like that. <laughs> but the worst part of it all was pain. I remember at one of our fitness uh, sessions, we had to do like a, a, a wall squat and the trainer would come and push my knees together and it would just burn my legs. And I'm not going to lie, uh, the most godly thought of just belting him uh, came into my, into my mind. Um, but the recovery was hard because I was so sore. <laughs> I I had people at church asking me, are you okay? Because I was walking just like an old man. I remember one Sunday we came to church. I had to do something on stage. I can't remember what it was. But the most godly thought I had in, that, in the middle of worship was, Lord, I've got to figure out how to walk up those stairs without looking like um, someone who's been severely injured. But as time passed, I got fitter, I got stronger, and uh, now I can say I am the fittest I've ever been, the strongest I've ever been, the most mobile I've ever been. I, I'm a unit, come on. I, uh, my sleep's improved, my energy's improved, my mood's improved. It's affected so many areas of my life. That's just been in a little bit under two years. That's, that's the, what uh, I changed course in my physical health. I'll be honest with you, God's been working on my heart for, ever since I came into a relationship with Him. All the issues, all, the, all the, the weird things that have crept in there, it's like God has been digging it out. And I find the process of dealing with the issues of your heart 
is pretty much the same as boot camp. You have to recognize you have an issue that needs to change. Uh, there's often pain involved in dealing with that issue. It's often messy. For some people, it involves vomit. But once, once you start to deal with it and work through it, it starts to get easier and easier to a point where there's freedom, there is healing. And then you look back and you go, wow, I can't believe I let this thing affect my life for so long. There was so much more to life than, what, than just carrying that thing. My question for you tonight is, what is the thing in your heart what is the thing in your heart that you need to deal with? What is the thing that you know isn't right, is holding you back, causing pain, causing hurt, causing dysfunction? It's got really quiet in here all of a sudden. <laughs> What's the thing holding you back that you know you need to deal with with God? I, I found in, in, in my personal life at the age of five, well, my, my early days were just nuts. Um, as in family life, I just remember um, coming on a plane from New Zealand to here. And what I didn't realize it was my mum and my two sisters. And what I realized was we're leaving my dad in New Zealand and that would be the last time I see my dad for over 20 years. What I didn't realize at the time was, as a young person, is how much it rattled and affected my heart. The thought, the, the issues of abandonment in my heart, the issues of rejection, the issues of feeling unloved or unwanted, bounced around in my heart. And as a young man, trying to figure out life, uh, I, I just did the best I could. I actually, as a, as a pastor, I actually have a lot of grace for people. Because I know what it's like to be working out stuff in your head and your heart, and you're just trying to do your best. And that got displayed in some really toxic and unhealthy ways. I remember I was so angry as a young man. I would come to school, I would go to school, and I'd just go, I just had made the decision I was going to fight someone. I was just going to find someone and beat them up. <laughs> that simple. I actually um, felt so bad about it. I actually found um, some old school friends that I bet, or not friends, but old school people that I bet up on Facebook and sent them apologies um, in the last six months or so, just to, just to kind of really wash that off. But I was just so angry. I just, it would just bubble up in this kind of fit of rage. The other toxic thing I used to do is I just used to run away. Whenever I felt like, whenever I felt stuff was getting stirred up or things were starting to put my tr push my trigger buttons, I would just, I would just run away. 
I remember Pastor Kathy, when she was writing you, she was so, her and Brendan were so gracious to me. There were times where I just wanted to run away, and they would always be there to talk and, and understand and, and pray for me and encourage me to do the right thing. <coughs> Love you too. <laughs> but probably the biggest step for God to heal my heart And there is lots of different things and lots of different points. But the the most important and the first step was to actually trust God with my heart. See, I had grown up, and this was the biggest dysfunction that I probably learned growing up, was that I can only trust me. I can only look out for me, and everyone else around me will let me down. How is God any different? Maybe you've had similar thoughts. And so I had to go on a journey of opening up my heart to God and learning to trust God with everything. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, someone with trust issues, that is the most annoying scripture. (laughs) Trust with all your heart but don't understand anything. And I had to learn to trust God. And you know what? The, 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 the way that I learned to trust God was actually to discover who God really is. And the way that you discover who God really is, is one church was a big thing for me. Coming here, hearing, hearing messages, it actually actually helped me understand who God is and that He could be trusted. The Word of God, the Bible, reading that, learning who He is, just getting that into me actually started to open up my heart. Having great leaders who are very in tune with their heart and what God was doing in their heart helped me understand what God could do in my heart. See, God will never abandon us. God will never reject us. God will never betray you. God will always be there for you. God will always accept you. And God will always be there to help you as you deal with the issues of your heart. All you have to do is trust Him. Open your heart to Him and see what He begins to do. I love this scripture in Psalm 147 verse 3. It says this, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I just want to say this. Nothing is, no no messy situation is too big for God. No messy situation is too big for God. But this is what I discovered. As I learned to trust God, as I learned to open up my heart to Him, was that He could be trusted. But he loved me so not much not to just leave me where I am. And he started to highlight or to reveal things that were in my heart that I needed to deal with. See, for me, I had lived with such dysfunction or such pain for so long that I just accepted it as the normal. 
that this is life. This is how it normally is. But as I begin to open up my heart to God, I realize this is very much not how it is. Not how it's meant to be and how much God had for me. Psalm 139. This is a scary prayer. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense, offensive way in me and lead me to everlasting life. This, this amazing prayer, and I pray it now and then, where it's like, God, only you really know what's going on in my heart. Search it, God. Search the depths of my being. Show me the things and reveal to me the things that need to be dealt with. And uh, it's one of the fastest prayers to get answered, I think. <laughs> because he cares about us. Not because he's judgy or harsh or wants to cast you down, but because he cares about you. So in this place tonight, I just will allow for us to close our eyes. I thank you, Father, that you care about our heart. I thank you, God, that you know about every dysfunction, every crazy thing that needs to be dealt with. Lord God, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would help us to trust you with our heart. Lord, that you would help us to open up our heart to you. Heavenly Father, we know that we can trust you. But help us to open up our heart. Help us to let you close. Reveal to us the things that are drawing us away from you, that are holding us back from all that you have for us. Thank you, Father, that you're ministering to hearts right now, God. That you're speaking to people right now, Father. It's a wonderful presence of God in this place tonight. Hey, while every eye is closed in this place, I talked about it earlier in the service, how I walked through the doors of this church. I didn't know anything about church or God, but I decided to open my heart up to Him. And it's like my spirit came alive and connected with Him. You know what? I believe there's people in this place tonight, and you know, you're not connected with God, but your heart is screaming out to be connected to Him. If that's you tonight, and you're far from God, and you want to have a relationship with Him, you want to invite Him in, 
I'd love for you to raise your hand up nice and high in this place. If that's you tonight, while every eye is closed, and you're saying you want to invite God in, I'd love for you to raise your hand up nice and high. Or maybe, see those hands, awesome. Or maybe, you, you, your heart was connected to God, but it's drifted away. And you know tonight, maybe you attended youth group or kids church, and you're saying, you know what, you know you need to come back. If that's you tonight, I'd love for you to raise your hand. If that's you and you're saying, you know what, you did know God, but you drifted away, but you need to connect back in, awesome. Or the third thing is you just want to be sure you're going to heaven. Heaven and hell is very real. And this life here is very uncertain. And I'll tell you, you don't get to heaven for being a good person or doing good things. You only get to heaven with having a relationship with Him. If that's you tonight and you say, you know what, I want to be sure where I'm going tonight. I'd love for you to raise your hands up nice and high. If that's you. See that hand? Awesome. See that hand? All right, we're going to say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, so all together, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus and what he did on the cross. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. I invite you in tonight into my heart. Bring my spirit alive with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys can open your eyes. Hey, let's give a big clap to those people. Gave that heart to God tonight. Uh, um, congratulations. It's the start of an amazing journey with Him. Uh, your is the best decision of your life. Two things I'd love to encourage you with is one, get here as much as possible. Every Sunday, every service, uh, it is never a dull moment here. If you come, you will always be blessed. And then the second thing is we have this course called Alpha. Uh, Alpha is a great course, and it's where you can just jump in with uh, people at similar parts of their journey and just ask questions about God and discover what, who Jesus really is. But congratulations, guys. Love your heaps. Love this topic, Matters of the Heart. I'm going to hand it back to Isaac right now. <laughs>